white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 36. I'm Jack. And I was Stato. You was Stato, not yeah. anymore. I got schooling from ASD last time I was here, <laughs> so uh, I think I'm rockers now. Rockers. Well, let's go straight into it. So, opening question today is, what is the best night under the lights you've had watching Spurs? The answer is always UEFA Cup final and elect, so I'm yeah. going to talk about other games tonight. Yeah, OK. Um, on a technicality, I'm going to say the 5-3 against Chelsea... That's was, popular. That actually. was a 5.30 kick-off, yeah, yeah. and it was New Year's Day, so yeah. it was definitely under yeah, the lights. Yeah, definitely under the lights. Um, that was a great game. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those where we, we think we're at that level, and we want to believe we are, and then actually we went and did it to an Mourinho side. And, and in many ways, we've shaped the way he's played since mm. against you know, uh, dangerous opposition. Yeah. He's not as open now. He's, he's far less cautious. So far more cautious. We had uh, Fazio at centre-half in that I, game yeah. as well. It was remarkable. But then you look back at some of the greatest nights, and you look at the team and you go, oh my God, how did we win? Yeah. But then that's kind of why they're so special. Yeah. Um, I fondly remember the League Cup semi-final against Arsenal, the 5-1. It wasn't their full-strength team, but, you know, Christ, it was still a, a yeah. half-decent side with a lot of potential in it. Yeah. And, and, yeah, we just absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. I mean, we were thinking... Have we got enough? Have we done enough? And then we come out and, and Kane sort of... He didn't shin it, but it came off his foot a bit wrong and just went across Fabianski. Rob, the Robbie King goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were just like, this is just... But I also remember being nervous when it went 4-1. Yeah. Because I had to buy yeah. all scores. Yeah. I remember, I, I wasn't there, I was watching it on telly and the goal went in and the commentator went, oh, maybe the game's yeah. not over. But that, that would have been rank Spursy. But that yeah. was the time we yeah, were yeah, Spursy, yeah. so... Um, the Inter game, that's probably one of the most yeah. iconic games of, of all time. Um, certainly the European nights that preceded me that my dad and my uncles went and saw um, it's up there it's, it really is up there a champion of Europe um, and, a, and a fine opponent who'd beaten us comfortably let's not forget over at the San Siro yeah. before Bale made the scoreline look credible that could have been 10-0 that night oh, as well it was incredible wasn't it and um, on a very very personal note um, there was a game at White Lane uh, that Goldman Sachs had hired White Lane, and that was the first time I refereed under the oh, lights at White Lane. So that was pretty yeah. incredible. That was an amazing. What was the season. score in that game? Oh, probably seven or yeah. something like that, and, and sort of Fazio planning that. As yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. relevant. Um, other ones from what you've built on there, I have to put this out on social media. THFC Nut on Reddit said beating Chelsea five one in the League Cup semi final second leg. Yes. It was a pretty good one. Electric atmosphere. He said he was 15 at the time, but we'll never forget the atmosphere. But got a reality check a couple of weeks later when we lost the final to Blackburn. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think they had um, Mario Melchiot sent off for a punch that Hasselbank made. Now, Melchiot had long dreads. Incredible. It and, nothing like yeah, it. Um, and it probably did affect the game more by having a defender yeah. sent off, but I saw it. That was good. Um, punches in bunches on Reddit said this season watching us beat Real Madrid at Wembley was one. And was next to some poor teenage lad when we scored our third. I think I shook him till his teeth rattled. <laughs> Three new up, giving them the ole, one of the best memories ever. That was a great night as well this season. It was, definitely. All those group games. The Dortmund game as well was another one. Where I was ill. I, I just about bonkers. survived on the sofa to watch it. But um, yes, yeah, of course yeah. it was. Um, THFC 1976 Jason he said and elect as well yeah, agreed on that <coughs> one um, Sam Latchford Inter at home best night under the lights that was yeah. one of the best games he's ever been to and then Steve 
Steve Marshall I sit next to said to the five three game against Chelsea on New Year's mm-hmm. Day is a popular one. But so there's something special I think about going to watch football, night games, floodlit. I don't know what it is, but it just yep. adds to it. There's that special. You ask any fans, really. I think that is more of a thing, and and that's why I don't have a problem per se with Saturday night football. Mm. I'd rather a game on a Saturday night than a Sunday at twelve o'clock, or I, even Saturday twelve o'clock. I, 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 a lot of people are like, oh, I love Saturday three o'clock. That's the worst kickoff time in my opinion. Saturday three because it kills the day. I like the evening games. I like the idea of Friday night football. I, yeah, I understand that, but I still think. It's the day, that was our day of going to the football. The the you know, historically yeah, man yeah. would go, but now it's even families go. It's not a thing, yeah. you know. Not a my other, my my one of good nights under the lights was the Danny Rose volley. Yes, against Arsenal, just because that was one of the best goals I've ever seen. It was just I, I a freak it, goal. I mentioned it briefly on the app last week because in the pod last week, Jay said that he was thinking about not going and he was offering his tickets up. And I kind of sat there on the train and wrote a really long WhatsApp mm. message, I don't know whether you remember not seeing it. And then I couldn't send it by the time I'd finished it, so I'd send it later in the day. But I was imploring him to go because after we'd lost the semi-final in 2010 against Portsmouth, oh. I was in a really yeah. Tottenham low. No, I'm not going to exaggerate yeah. and say I was depressed or anything. I was in a Tottenham-specific, yeah. real low. We were throwing things away, we had chances and... And we had Arsenal on the Wednesday and then Chelsea on the yeah. Sunday after, or Tuesday and then Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I was really didn't want to go and was fearful. And then Danny Rose did that and we won. And then we mm. beat Chelsea on the Sunday. And then weeks later, we'd qualify for the Champions League for the first time. And, and it was just, you, you've got to have the faith. Yeah. You've got to keep believing. I was terrified going to that Arsenal game after that Portsmouth loss. Yeah. Thinking, God, they're going to have us. And it wasn't us. even a good Portsmouth, was it? It was a Kevin really... Prince, or, Boateng. A lot of Tottenham rejects. Yeah. Rocker. Rocker yeah. at centre-half. <laughs> I remember him playing a game for us at left-back once and thinking, what have we yeah. got here? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just it some extraordinary players played for us over the years. Um, we played last night. Watford at home. 2-0. Not... Not the greatest of games, let's be honest. It was a bit of a, a bit of a dead rubber, really. First thing I've written was job done. Yeah, yeah, and that was and, and that was the the summary yeah. for me as well. I mean, it wasn't pretty. We got the goals. It was one of them. In six weeks' time, you'll have forgotten about it. Next season, when someone says, "Oh, do you remember Watford last year?" You'll be like, "No, I don't." But business end of the season, all that bo- all that bothers me now is getting in the top four, getting in the top three as yeah. well that's all that matters and I'd take us playing like that for the rest of the season and winning every game 2 and I'll be these quite are, happy with that these are games that we have to win we have to be professional and do the job and we, we got over the line we, with some comfort last night Watford had their, their dangerous moments um, you know we still have a few hairy moments at the back um, and in, but in truth we won a game yeah. a Premier League game comfortably and you know we didn't play well yeah so I that's, thought Loris was fantastic Absolutely Still scares fantastic. me. He got out and got the ball this time, but his decision making is is a big concern to me. Um, is that because he's made a few mistakes recently? Because he was he's almost faultless last night in his game. He made some brilliant yeah, saves. He, when he had to come out, he came out and won the ball. The, the Man City game was just a real concern for me because he he came. It was his decision making was the problem. Mm. He came when he shouldn't. He didn't come when he should have done. Mm. Um, and he he seemed all over the place. And he then seemed to get shaky with the, the basics. Yeah. And that's where, you know, he's a phenomenal shot stopper. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he isn't consistent enough to be in that bracket. People say he's amongst the 
I don't think he's in the top five in the world, personally. I really don't. I, I don't either. I think he's, he's in the group just outside that. You've yeah. got your real top yeah. ones, De Gea, and Neuer, Tostake, and those guys, and then he's probably the next bracket And, and that's down. where we are. We're, we're not in that top yeah. bracket of, of clubs. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable to have a, a player at hand. But tell me what you thought about Harry Kane last night. Well, I thought he had an all right game, actually. Uh, it wasn't incredible. I mean, he looked, he, for me, he looked a lot fitter and a lot sharper than he did against United and City. Because against United and City, he didn't move. He was just stu- yeah, stood mean, in the centre of the pitch with lead in his boots and he, he couldn't move. But last night, he was making more runs in behind. He was chasing things down, but he's still not fit. I, I think, I agree with you to an extent, but I wouldn't say he looked as good as maybe you said. I thought he still looked quite laboured. That's um, interesting. You know, his movement isn't there. He's not rolling defenders anywhere near as often as he was. Um, but I, mean, I do I, think as well that he was relying on pretty sloppy service last night. We didn't really get the ball up to him in that's true. nice areas. It was fizzed in at neck height and he's trying to bring it down and hold it up and all of that. And he won us some free kicks. His link-up yeah. play was fairly good. Uh, it, for me, I was pleased because it was signs of him... He's definitely progressed the last week. And let's not forget, he, he's been out for a while. And we rushed him back for those games I because th- we had no choice, really. But I thought we should back. have rested him in the Brighton game prior to United. And I think the thought of the club was he needs the game to get Matt yeah. Sharp. I disagree with that, personally. Um, I think he's, he's not playing with a handbrake on, but I think, I think he's worried about the World Cup. It's mm. a big, big thing for him. He's going into a World Cup... With four seasons worth of good, you know, goal scoring that potentially behind him as well. after a poor Euros yeah. through no fault of his own, the team were bad and and I just thought, you know, I thought Abbas looked, you know, fitter when they pulled him off Clark on the road as of the Griffin the other week. But <laughs> pound coins everywhere. Right? <laughs> um, but look, he's not, he's definitely not fit. But I was, I was just, I saw progress from yeah, yeah. from the previous couple of games, so I, I was happy with that. He took his goal nicely. He should, the, the goal that was disallowed for offside, he should never have been offside. Yeah, that, that was, was a bit crazy. Yeah. But you know what? He got his goal. We got over the line. What did you think about the crowd last night? Were you surprised? I couldn't believe it. Honestly, could not believe what I was hearing. People moaning, and I get it wasn't a good game of football to go and watch. You pay your money, you want to go and see a good game. We didn't get that last night, but. These are the same sets of supporters that, for the last six months, have been moaning that we can't get over the line, we can't win ugly. We did exactly that last yeah. night. I know it's Watford and it's a league game and it's a little bit different. Oh, we've gone out to Juve, we've gone out to United and that. But this is what the supporters have been crying out for. And we've yeah. gone and done it and now it's not good enough. And you can't be fluid and fantastic every week. Even City can't. Yeah. And they've had games where they've dug out 2-1 wins against Southampton, last-minute win against Huddersfield. Yeah. And everyone forgets about that. And every top side has to be able to go and do that. And you can't be at your best every week. It's not no, possible. So for me, I think we've actually gained that side to us that even last season we didn't really have. We didn't play well. We, we didn't really win. That's no. always been a bit of a Spurs thing, even under Pox. But we've done it a few times this season, especially at home. The Brighton game at home just before Christmas was a horrific game yeah, of football yeah. and we won that 2-0. There's been a few of them games where we haven't really been at it but you get over the line and that's what makes a good side. And I don't know, I was just incredibly frustrated with the supporters getting on people's backs. Because we looked around and we were like, there seemed to be lots of empty seats and the, the, the report says it was 54,000. Now we tend to report what, ticket, what people are there yeah. rather than what's sold so yeah. that, that maybe is fair and I was thinking, well, you know, that's not as high as some of the other games but, you know, 54,000 against Watford, there's no yeah. disgrace there. We haven't been able to have crowds of 54,000 since, 
you know, all standing at Wild Lane in the 80s when, yeah. you know, it was dangerous. And yeah. so, and also, know, in, no in, in, in a game that is Monday night as well, which yeah, for some people, very true. for some people, night games are not practical at Wembley. They can't and they are sacred. Yeah, yeah, it can like, be. It's just, if you, if you live an hour and a bit out of London and you've got to get a train from somewhere, it, it's probably not practical. <laughs> and like, you're, you're not going to probably do it for Watford. I got home to Colchester just before midnight after a long day of travelling to be there. But, you know, you do it because it's Tottenham yeah, and that's it. I, I cannot make the Leicester game. So I was very conscious. For me, there's two left. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah, but I, I don't know. I was just—it's the first real time this season at Wembley that I've been frustrated at the supporters, and I—I I don't want to moan and nag at them too much because everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm. And I agree, it wasn't a great game of football. We didn't play well, but we got the job done. Uh, and for me, that's all that matters. If we get, in, if we finish third this season, Champions League football next year, yeah. people are not going to be looking back going, "Oh, weren't we rubbish that game against Watford?" Exactly. Like, it, it really it. It was a bit of a frustrating one it, for me. It made me look at... Actually, I've gone into this and looked at the, the record. In the 80s, our average league finish was 8th. In the 90s, it was 10th. In the noughties, it was 9th. Yeah. And in the ni- if we include this season, the nine seasons of this decade, it will be 4th. There's it's no shame there whatsoever. 4th, 5th, 4th, 5th, 6th, 5th, 3rd, 2nd, and this season 3rd, potentially 4th. And that'll be with Poch if we get Champions League, which we should do from here. Three out of the four seasons, yeah. he's secured Champions League football. So People, we, you cannot put enough emphasis on we have done this away from home. Yeah. At a ground that the beginning of the season, everyone was saying, is a hoodoo, they yeah. can't win there, they can't do it there. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been beyond effective there. We've had our second best home season for a number of years and if you look and you back as well, last year at the line. we look back to the start of the season we dropped quite a lot of points yep. early on we lost to Chelsea we drew with Swansea Burnley and West Brom yep. early on I mean you'd look, you'd look at that and you'd think there's 12 the Gary points Gary makes there. bounce did yeah. first didn't it you'd think, you'd think realistically next season we'd be looking at 10 points out of those four home games yep. so I mean three wins against the Leicester and maybe a draw against Chelsea that's even being a bit pessimistic so we have to take all this stuff into account and I don't know. I was just, I was just a little bit. I felt a bit funny when I come away from yesterday, and even getting the train back, and there's people being like, "Oh God." Yeah, was it was like, a moany sort of, moany sort my, of. Thing. My only concern is I'm a little bit nervous about Dembele at the moment, just because he hasn't been playing fantastically, and there's a lot of speculation as well, isn't there, that yeah. we're going to take take the money and run. Basically, he's I, got a year left. I get the impression he's keen to get out too. Just um, be a bit. It'd be a bit of a shame. Sad, but I, I just look. I love the player when he's playing really, really well. It just doesn't happen for long enough in the course of a season. It really, I mean, it's not even as if he's inconsistent one week or the next. He had that glorious four to six week patch, mm. you know, around January mm. and February, and he was outstanding and it was being lauded across, you know, everyone saying he's the yeah. toughest player and all, but I just, he's not doing it. He's not doing it often enough. And I think what's quite interesting is he's. It feels like he's played a lot more this season than he did last season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think maybe that shows a little bit in some of the performances where, I don't know. I thought last year he was so consistent and he was an eight out of ten every week. Whereas mm. I think this season, I think he's been good. His levels haven't been as high as last season. Yeah. Like, I think he's played more in patches this season. Yeah. Whereas, a, like you say, fives and sixes. Yeah. The and then the odd game where. I mean, we've got good players around. We've got more depth in the squad now as well. So, I don't know. I just think it'd be a shame to lose him. And I think the problem is it'd be tough to find really anybody 
that offers what he offers. Whether or not can he mould Wanyama to be that, I I'm not sure. I suspect they're going to go for a, a bit of a change. I think there'll be two main central midfielders come in. That's an area where we need to spend, mm. or they would look to spend, on quality. Yeah, um, I think we could do with someone that's a bit more of a technician in there. I think they're looking at an understudy for Ericsson, and that could be Madison at um, Norwich, mm. who's you know he's a, a Deli Alley like player in there. He's going to come from a lower division, and he looks like he's going to be a, a superstar, but I think he's going to be you know eased in and and, and not as a starter. Um, is that the type of player we should be going for? Should yeah, we now? You, you think you honestly? The, but you can spend all the money you like on the top top players. Mm. Um, they've still got to perform, yeah. and you've still got to have a kind of British core to your club to, to sort of remember where you're from yeah. and where the roots are. Now, the player might not be from Tottenham, might not be a Tottenham fan, but you know, coming through the Football League, there's still something about mm-hmm. that that's, that's necessary to mm-hmm. me. I would like to see us in the summit. It'd be interesting to see what we do to just bring in one experienced head. Just someone that's been there, maybe not not necessarily him, but like a Sammy Kadira type player yeah, that's okay. won it. Do you know what I mean? Top level. He's not yeah, yeah. he's not done it in England, so yeah, there yeah. is that challenge for yes. him coming over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that would bring a lot to the side, and not not he's going to play every week, but in the changing room and in them bigger games where sometimes you just need a bit of know how. Maybe Iniesta or oh, that'd be all right. You'd take him <laughs> on a one year deal, wouldn't that's you? It. Yeah, find uh, a vineyard for him. Yeah, I think that seems to be his price. I think the mix of the two, I think, would be fantastic. But it's how practical is it? That, that's yeah. the thing. And does Pochettino even want that type of player? I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of stuff flying around at the minute, isn't there? That he's willing to sell Toby, Rose, Wanyama in order to raise yeah. 150 million or whatever yeah. to go out. And, but I'm a bit. I'm sceptical about that because it, it doesn't ever really seem to work when you go out and spend. We never. I feel like we don't tend to get the recruitment right with bringing I just, lots of players I wonder in. this time if we're in a position now where the right kind of player would be willing to come to us. It's not a gamble. not just coming to us for the money. Mm. So we're not having to buy a player who's not achieving at the mm. top clubs or even the second tier of those mm. top clubs. So rather than buying a bloke who's you know, not starting every week for Juventus... We'd be looking at, at taking the hottest prospect and yeah. then saying, actually, I would go to Tottenham, I would yeah. go. Not the Benjamin Stambouli's. Not the Stambouli's, no. <laughs> well, no. He was horrific, he wasn't was a, he? I just thought he was a, a treadmill player. He looked <laughs> like he could run on a treadmill all day long, but he was a, you know, a steady, slow plodder. <laughs> Even slower than Corlucci. Which is something I aspire to as a runner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, two wins and one draw from our remaining three games guarantees us a top four finish. Is that a good league campaign? Absolutely. Uh, on any occasion, that is a good league campaign for us. We, I, I think it's a missed opportunity if we don't get second, but it's not the biggest surprise because you know United are, are that far behind City. They've also spent yeah. half a billion pounds yeah. on their team, yeah. so they are ahead of us. And you know we we've not done enough. In recent weeks, you know the Brighton game again. It was a those midweek games, no ideal when they're you know re- yeah. replayed or moved for cup fixtures, um, especially when they put the weekend before the semi final. No one's looking forward to that game. No one wants to play that game. Yeah. Um, and also as well, that's two wins and a draw. Three wins, my last three guarantees as top three finish. Yes. So yeah, jumping off and that'd be fantastic. Um, Adam Young on Facebook, uh, also my midfield partner for Debden Park. 
Because um, at the start of the season, I always said that finishing top three would be a success. With plan at Wembley and our new ground being built, especially after our form at Wembley last year. However, it feels like a disappointing campaign due to our run in the FA Cup and how, how well we did in the Champions League group stages, especially in comparison to last year. I get what you're saying there. It's like it's, that it could have been so much more. Uh, people want the moon on a stick, or what I think sometimes. <laughs> like, it's, you know, we're talking about being third, second, third or fourth, mm. three years running. We're talking about going deeper into the Champions League than last season. We've gone yeah. deeper into the FA Cup than last season. The League Cup, we tossed it away. That happened. Yeah. I'd still love to see us going to Wembley and win a trophy. Yeah. But which of our squad are going to stay an extra year because we've won the League Cup or not? I don't really think mm. anyone, as much as the fans want it, yeah. I don't think the players yeah. are, are as fast. What's the, aim, what's the aim for next season? I'm look. I really want to see us win trophies. Please don't think I mm. don't. But when I when I say the next thing I'm going to say, it's going to come across that I don't. Second, third, or fourth is an achievement for mm. us. We still have the fifth best, fifth or sixth biggest budget, and money talks in football mm. in the Premier League. But we've got a teamwork. We've got a manager who's got the players playing for him and believing in what he's doing. So we're able to overachieve, not just on a week-to-week basis, mm. but on a year-on-year basis. So actually, if we're able to strengthen it by bringing in those right players, if we can get the 150 million you talk of and add another 50 or 60 million to that, that doesn't seem beyond the realm of, of possibility. Yeah. We're going into this new stadium. There's no point doing it half-assed mm. with a team that are you know, just over the brow of the hill. 200 million well spent could massively improve that so if you got the engine right in the central midfield yeah. that could improve it massively yeah be an interesting one we've got West Brom this weekend who have put together an incredible fantastic. run of form the last four really games fantastic. Uh, under Darren Moore he's done an unbelievable job there um, they're, fi- they're fighting for their lives but I mean realistically they're down but they've got that glimmer of hope yeah. so uh, you, you never know you know they've got a new guy come in and he's getting them to do what they're best at. This is everyone's coming out and saying it in reports. We were essentially they're a Pulis team set up to play the Pulis way, and then they sack Pulis and they bring in a different manager who wants to say go out and express yourselves. Mm. But they're not of that type, that ability to be able to You've do got it. Gareth McCauley at centre half. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. they frequently played four centre halves across the back four. Yeah. Because you know that that was the way they they'd attack long balls with their fullbacks yeah. going up and. I remember going up there a couple of seasons ago and we drew 1-1. Deli Ali scored a trademark, you know, round and order. Yeah, a lot of draws the up there in, from, from memory. A 3-3 with Eric Fernandez. 3-0 down. down. Yeah. To Taxi's yeah. Tim. I mean, that was yeah. a good few years ago. Yeah. Man, Sky Blue. Um, but when I went, they played five centre-halves. Yeah. And Johnny Evans played in midfield. Yeah. And you think, Christ, like, what are you watching? Like, Darren Fletcher was their attacking, attacking player at the But time. then in the great like, scheme God. of things, when you look at West Brom, and if they get home point against Tottenham... That's not too shabby. That's a great result. If they for them. stop Tottenham scoring at all, they can always threaten at, on yeah. you know center, uh, set set pieces through all those centre halves. So actually keeping the game as tight as possible. Yeah. So there's no foregone conclusions. Everyone was saying on the group or on Facebook last yesterday, oh, four 0 Watford. That'll be easy. It's not. We look mm. a bit fatigued. We look mm. a bit leggy. Again, I just take one off Kane's backside mm. and a one 0 Thank yeah. you very much. I think the only thing that maybe is in our favour of this game is that they need to win 
So they won't come out and open up. They'll no. sit. They'll sit in for an hour, but, and yeah. then they'll make it a thirty-minute game. But at some point, they will have to yeah. go for it. So you think if if we keep it tight and we're sensible defensively, there'll come points in the game where they'll commit bodies forward, and we should be able yes. to. Yes, and out. actually, if, if opportunities arise for us and we do take them, they could, you know, their their mindset will go. Yeah, you know that they're actually yeah. oh crumbs. We are going to get relegated despite this. Herculean effort of the last three weeks. I think it'll be a, a game that if we got in front in the first 15 minutes, it could be a pretty big scoreline. But if not, it could be very, very tight and a 1-0 mm. either way. It's, it's one of them. But I expect us to go to West Brom and win, though. Like, I mean, they're bottom of the league. I, I expect us to go there and get the job done. I expect a 2-0, and I'll very, very happily take it. Yeah. take a 1-0. Yeah. But yourself? I think they'll score... Okay. I can yeah, see yeah. that. I, I, I could just. I think the crowd will be upset. Rondon has tended to cause us a few problems the last couple yeah, of yeah. times we've played them. He's a big lump, and what they do have West Brom is they've got decent delivery from set players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Brunt and Morrison play, yeah. they've got and the, clean. They can well. they can put the ball into yeah, dangerous yeah. areas. So I think they'll get one, but I, f- I think we'll come. I think we'll win three one. I think we'll get the job done, um, and that'll be a fantastic result. The club have also opened up voting for the twenty seventeen eighteen player of the season. No need. Jan Vertonghen's won it. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're even having the vote. I agree with that. Um, Anyone cl- sort of a close second? Uh, Ericsson's done exceptionally well in recent weeks, as well as done well over the season, yeah. but that's always going to make people think more of it, the guy who's yeah. currently playing well. Um, Kane was absolutely outstanding, but has probably tailed off since March. Yeah, he's had his injuries um, His as well. injuries, and he had a little run before the Liverpool game. Looking for his 100th, he'd gone a while without scoring, yeah. hadn't he? Um, but we were talking last night, the guys I sit with, um, and Steve from the defunct Hotspur podcast as well. He sits two across from us. And we were saying, this Kane won Player of the Year. And I looked into it, because you think the last four seasons, he scored mm. 31, 28, 35, and 38 goals this season. Mm. He's only won it once. Is he? In the last four years, it's been Ericsson, Kane, Alderweireld, Ericsson. Mm. And Jan's most likely going to win be, it. Yeah. Again this mm. season, so but I quite like that at Spurs that we yeah. don't give it, we don't necessarily give it's it to obvious. the main man, yeah. you know. Like if you obviously like Salah's going to win it at Liverpool, but there's probably players that have been as influential in their position. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, you uh, know they just don't get the goal, so you don't. For talk me, about the Bruyne has done more, going to win the title. Personally, I think yeah. that's the, you know, it's an I think he's one. the better player. But that's, that's it's all about opinions. But yeah, I was actually chatting to my dad at the game last night about, it, and we were just talking about what players do we think. Their levels have been higher than last season. Mm. And we said Vertonghen's has been higher yeah. consistently throughout the season. We thought Ericsson's maybe on par with last year. He's played a little bit more in spells. But the one we actually thought, and he's a very Marmite plan, I don't quite understand it, is Dyer. Yeah. I think he's been fantastic this season. Not player of the yeah, season. I don't think material. he's been good for the last two weeks. And again, that would kind of make you in the just not think people. about him. In the mind. Um, but he ben to... Davis has gone on to that next level yeah, for me. Consistency. And week in, week out. Trippier's consistency is great massively. There's some, there's some um, players. I, I think it would be unfair to criticise Deli Ali for not yeah. having as good a season as he had last season. He still had a very good season in in isolation yeah. this year, as has Son. You know, it's scored a, a lot of goals for us. Important times when Kane's been out. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of players that you'd talk about in that. I think Deli Ali's had to change his game a little bit this season. He's he's yeah. played quite a lot of 
of it this season he's been playing off the left yeah. which has been a, a bit of a, a different position for him because obviously he likes to get Ericsson a little bit more centrally at the moment so I think Ali's had to adapt his game a little bit a bit like when Bale had to adapt his remember yes. he was a flying winger yeah, yeah. and it got to the point where it's like we know how to shut you out now doubling and think, up and closing the space and, and trying to get yeah. him inside and I think that happened to Ali at the start of the season and there's obviously a conversation which was like look I'm going to move you out onto the yeah. left you'll get a little bit more space yeah. And let's try and work from there. And I think Ali's had a great season. Again, he's a young man. What is he, 20, 20 21? Yeah. And you think the criticism is the same, the same with Dyer, all these players. They, they're young footballers. Yeah. Fantastic future. I think we need to just calm down a little bit with them. I, with agree. The... I agree. I would criticise Jan on his goal scoring, though, because I thought last night he was going to score. Oh, when he makes them yeah. runs. Yeah. Um, can you remember Jan's last goal? Was in the, it in the Premier League? Was it Man United away? No. He didn't even get that goal. That was credited that was as an own goal. goal. Was it? That would have been his first, actually. Because I remember him get, he had two disallowed, didn't he, against Think Sunderland? Think of the celebration. Yes, you're quite right. So in 2015, he had an, a good goal given as an own goal and a perfectly good goal disallowed for offside. He was about 10 yards in his own half. he was in his own half, so that shouldn't have been that's oh, stoppage when did, time. When did he last score? I can't remember. March 2013. Away at Swansea when he did the celebration. Oh, Bale played it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he scored two at Anfield about two weeks before, so he's he's only scored four goals for us in the Premier League, and they were all in the 2012-2013 season, and three of them were in March. He's got four in the Premier. He scored in. He scored because he scored in his debut, didn't he? This is I don't know. Hey, Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah, League Cup. Carlisle. Good knowledge. Yeah. yeah I thought I was gonna be <laughs> the new <laughs> stat. That's why you're not. Um, but. Yeah, I think for the player he is, it surprises me. Yeah. But then, I, all clubs must say this. Like everyone says, no, we, we don't even score at corners. We're the worst. And yeah. Our centre-halves do not score goals. Mm. It just seems like... You know what? I was talking about Damson Sanchez last night. Yeah, because yeah. He's, he, he never goes up for corners because he's our quickest player. And we used to leave Walker back, didn't we? Yeah. Or Rose would be back. Then arguably put him up at corners. He'll recover quicker. He'll run back quicker than everyone slower else. Slower players. But have you seen his goal scoring record at Ajax last year? He scored eight, eight. It's like eight league goals in thirty-four games or whatever. Jack, I'd have got four in the Dutch league. Come on, <laughs> I'm an absolute donkey. But you look like he's good in the air, Sanchez as well. Like yes. he wins. You'd think if yeah. he did go in the box, he'd get on the end of a few. But I agree. I, agree. I just find it baffling how we don't utilise. Yeah. You know that we we had a spell where we were doing those in swingers, and Toby got a couple a few years Dye ago. Used to go Dye would do it. Um, but the, you know that's one of those where it's such a small margin for error. Yeah. And Ericsson just kept not being the yeah. first man, and yeah. you know, get fried, you always get that. Team, but there's always that one player in the league as well that is a centre half that bizarrely goes on like a great goal scorer. Do you remember when Woolwich got for Marlon and he got about ten yeah. league goals? Yeah. And you're thinking, what's what's happening right. there? I can remember Steve Bruce getting eighteen in a season. Uh, I think without penalties, it's incredible. In the, in the probably the first season in the Premier League, I think Steve Bruce got eighteen goals. From centre half, that is ridiculous. Forty-two games, but you know, but still, yeah. Like, but you always get but, it in yeah. your centre. I don't know. But then I always think when Alderweireld plays, he always just like he's going to score when he goes up for corners. But he doesn't get that many yeah. either. But he tends to score against in derbies because he's got yes. Arsenal, West Ham, City scored true, against. True. He tends to get the bigger goals. Important. So just on those those four seasons of Harry, 31, 28, 35, 38... I want to remind some people, some of the modern fans who don't know mm. how but bleak things were in the 90s. These were our leading goal scorers for oh, the season. Brilliant. All competitions, yeah. not just in the Premier League. From 96-97 onwards, Sheringham 8. 8? Eight. 8. In all competitions, 97-98, Klinsman and Janola 9. 
Everson 13, Everson 17, a bumper year, Rebrov 12, Poye 14, and Sheringham and Keane 13 in 0203. All competition. All competition. Eight. Not just in that first League. one. Yep. Eight goals. So, you know, let's just be grateful for, for the team we currently do have. Oh, and is that, a few of them must have been the 42 game. No, I think they would have been 38 by yeah. then. That's frightening, yeah. isn't it? And Poya is a midfielder. Yeah. I mean, a good job we did buy him. Yeah, yeah. God, that's, that's, that's quite bleak, isn't it? That's extraordinary. But then actually, that's if you looked at where we were then and looked at the clubs that are sort of 13th, 14th now, yeah. it's probably actually in line with where we were yeah. at the time, isn't it? Like, if you look at, I don't know, someone that's really bog standard mid-table, West Ham, who's their top scorer? Do you know what I mean? I bet, I bet yeah, they're on about seven or eight. eight. Yeah. I think their second top scorer is Sacco. And he's gone. Doesn't even play for him. And I think their third top scorer is, yeah, probably Hernandez now. But it's, you know. Javier ga- guaranteed 15 goals a season, Hernandez. Yeah. 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 That's unbelievable. Well, apparently, um, Carroll's had a big bust up, hasn't he, with Moyes as well? Did you read about well, that? Well, he stormed off. When yeah. um, Moyes made a triple substitution and didn't put Carroll on, he just walked out of the bench and went down the tunnel. To the dressing room. It's a circus of a club, isn't it? <laughs> Moyes was seething and, and brought it up at training and he, he was sent home from training, I think. Extraordinary. Uh, it's a bit of a shame because they're going to survive. Only because there are four worst teams. And if you, uh, I didn't realise, but Huddersfield's fixtures... Yeah. Well, they've really... got the gimme of the three points on the last other season. Because they've got Woolwich at home. home. Yeah. But uh, they'll be panicking Huddersfield. Oh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I can see Swansea going and Southampton staying. It's but Huddersfield look the more vulnerable. I just, I don't know. I just, one team will do it. There'll be some performance to get. Yeah. You know, Arsenal will show no heart in that last game. No. I think Huddersfield might get something from it. Yeah. But Swansea have got to play Stoke and Southampton. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. on them really yeah, if, they, yeah. if they go down or if they stay up. When Carvajal came in, they went attacking. And now they've gone defensive and they've sort of gone to pot a bit. So I think he's done quite a good job there, actually. Oh, he has. He's when done he fantastic. Came in, they, they, were, were, they were gone. They yeah. were dead and buried. Yeah. But if I'm honest, if Cardiff have got to come up, I don't really want another uh, Welsh club in yeah. the Premier League. Sorry, Ash, Steve, but... Uh, the few of the better. the land of yeah. your fathers, yeah. not yeah. our fathers. Yeah. Who would you... We're talking about our player of the season. Who would you give manager of the season to in the Prem? Just out of curiosity. Genuinely, I think Dyche is the one who's... Who's overachieved more mm. than anybody else? Mm. Although Benitez runs him a very close yeah. second because he's got a very ordinary Championship squad. They're a shocking with, side. But you know, Lascelles probably probably a Premier League centre half. Shelby has the ability to be a Premier League centre half of some stature, yeah. but he's also a basket case. He can yeah. throw his toys out the pram, get sent off against us. For nothing, yeah. for stupidity. Yeah, I think Hodgson's another one. Yeah, forgot completely. And you know what? Eight when, games without a point. When they appointed him, I thought, what? What are Palace doing? I thought he's done Hodgson. That was my opinion. I was like, he's yeah, done. Yeah. He's, he's had his time and all that. They're eleventh Palace. I know, but to me, that's an indictment on the Premier League this season. That there's just been mm. so many ordinary teams down at the bottom that you could, you know, throw a hanky over them all and. Um, and they've got with, sorry because he's got some decent players at Palace which I don't think Newcastle yeah. Burnley really have and also the Palace thing was it just seemed crazy that it was a, a Fat Sam squad that they gave De Boer the chance to take over and no money and no money yeah. to, to sort of you know bring in his own players but also Hodgson it was either Hodgson or De Boer to get the job at the start of the season 
how can you have two blokes who are so diametrically opposed yeah. in how they play? Yeah. And I'm not saying the Hodgson's long ball or anything, but you know, it's an old fashioned British coach. Yeah, it's too simple. Of exactly. Yeah. And, and whereas De Boer would have been a, a good Premier League manager at a different club, mm. but the fit wasn't right and not mm. with that squad. No, no, it's not too dissimilar actually to what we were saying about West Brom earlier. Yeah, exactly. Like that. The, yeah, the players and just not doing it. Um, we've got a goal scoring quiz today okay. actually from uh, Simon Mitchell. So this is total Tottenham goals scored, mm-hmm. all competition. So I really hope, Simon, that these are, numbers are right because if they're not, they're going to get scrutinised, aren't they? Um, so we're going to start with goalkeepers. Okay. So Paul Robinson or Pat Jennings? Well, they've both got one. There if is. you look no, on Wikipedia, it. Pat it. Jennings won't be up there because it was in the Charity Shield. Yeah. Correct. Um, Correct. Well 1967 Charity Shield at Old Trafford and Alex Stepney conceded. And whereas Ben Foster conceded, Robin. Yeah. Uh, was you at that Robbo one? Yes. I yeah, was behind I was. that goal? Same. Yeah, Same. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. in the season ticket seats. Oh, okay. We'd had a spare. I was sat with my nan actually because my okay. granddad didn't go. So I just and we were. It was about row six. So we were right behind oh, right, the goal. Okay. Incredible that was. That's yes. Incredible. Um, fullbacks: Maurizio Tarico or Benoit Cotto. Cool. That's a low-scoring one. Um, I'd say Tarico. Benoit Cotto. Really? Four three. Four to two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I it was very low. I didn't remember many of Asuicotto. I remember him getting that blinder against Liverpool. Yeah. I don't remember any Tarico goals. I, I a lot of red cards. I remember I a lot of red cards. I remember him nearly scoring a screamer against Arsenal for about 40 yards. We <laughs> hit it and it went roof of the net and we all thought it was in there. Yeah, I still, every time he played, I was like, I wish we still had Eric Edman. <laughs> you don't say that often either, <laughs> do you? <laughs> Just for that yeah. thunder bastard at Anfield. <laughs> Centre-halves. Toby Alderweireld or Jan Vertonghen? It's Toby. I think he's got eight and Jan's got four. All competitions. <gasps> okay. Well then, you assume the way you've said it, it's Vertonghen. Yeah, it's Vertonghen, 9-6. Wow. 9-6. I think Yang has got a couple Europa League goals as well. Okay. Which I think has bumped it up. And the Carlisle. And the Carlisle. Goal. Goal. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Redknapp or Paulinho? Pa- yeah, I'm going to go Paulinho. It is Paulinho. Yeah, I rated him. We, it, <laughs> Not highly. T- he yeah. was too good for us. And I said it back <laughs> then, and I stick by it. Hence, he's at Barcelona. Uh, Jamie Redknapp only managed four. Really? And Paulinho, ten. Yeah. Goal scoring midfielder. Fair enough. Ten goals. Um, Andros Townsend or Andy Sinton? Definitely Andros Townsend. It's Andros Netted Townsend. quite a few yeah. penalties. Uh, In the Chelsea, the 5 3. Not as many as you'd thought, 11. Oh, really? Total, but not as many as you'd thought. Eight of those might be penalties. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Andy Sinton, seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, attacking midfielders, Ricky Villa or Raphael van der Vaart? I think it will be van der Vaart. He's Van der Vaart. longer, but yeah, Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart. I guess on how many Van der Vaart scored? It's quite a 15? Tough 28. Oh, 28. 28. Okay. And Ricky Veer, 25. Right, okay. Yeah, I love Van der Vaart. He was a brilliant player. He was just scoring the big games as well, yeah. didn't he? Like, he loved it. Uh, and then striker, last one, Dimitar Berbatov or Roman Pavlyuchenko? Berbatov. Berbatov. 46. Yeah, yeah. To Pavs, 42. What do you think of Pav? Were you, I, I couldn't stand him. I, I think the um, description we got of him very early on from... Uh, I can't think who managed him. Ramos managed Ramos him. Ramos bought him, didn't That's he? That's yeah. right. Was if, if he wakes up and he fancies it, he can be a world beater. Mm. Do you remember the goal he scored against? Was it Ruben Kazan? He nailed a free kick against the... Yeah, it nearly broke the yeah, net. Yeah, like, absolutely yeah. smashed it. But uh, for me, my, my fondest memories would be... I think did he score another goal when Crouch got the hat trick against 
Young boys, he got one. He scored in the oh, away Oh, yes. Oh, and that was a smasher as well. He absolutely nailed that. Nailed it in the top corner. Um, but the Inter Milan goal where Bale, yeah. you know, crosses it over for him to, to to sort of just tap it in. I also remember him getting, there's two for me, he got one away in an FA Cup third round. We lost 2-1 to Man United and we went up there for it. Me, yeah, me yeah. dad, Sam and uh, Uncle Chris, we all went up for it. And it was just after we played Burnley in the semi-final. You know, we lost 4-1 but got through. Yeah, yeah. We lost 4-2 on the night and got through in the last minute. And he scored after about two minutes. And obviously we went up there thinking we're going to get murdered by United. But yeah, he scored. Yeah. Um, so that was one. And he got a last-minute winner against Liverpool at home oh, in the, in the league. Rain. Yeah, we Carragher were shocking goal. that day. Dirk Cowell scored after about two minutes. Anything. We got battered. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crumbs. Robbie yeah, Keane was That was one Liverpool. of the first Saturday 5.30 games that I can remember at White Hart Lane. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dirk Cowell scored a brilliant yeah, goal yeah. early on and we were like, God, this yeah, is going to no, be a hammer. Yeah, drizzled a little bit that day from him. Carragher, Oggy after about 70 and then Pav. He always has that in his yeah. locker, doesn't he? Because I remember the Pav goal because Bentley... But it's a blast from past. Hit one from about 30 yards. You think, God, it's in rain. and made a brilliant save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cross come back in and have put him back yes. stick. But Brilliant. Yeah. A good, I think a score of great goals, maybe, Pavel yeah. Shenko, oh, yeah. rather yeah, than anything definitely. else. Um, this is one question to you. Ali and Son. Who's the top scorer there? I'd, go, I'd probably go Ali. Thing. I think it's 47 some, 46 alley. Is it? Yeah. It's that close. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. But I also saw something about Ericsson as well, that he's only the third player in the Premier League era for Spurs to score 10 and get 10 assists oh, okay. in the Premier League. Well, after Kane, Kane's got 137 for us. Ericsson, of the current squad, Ericsson's yeah. mid-50s. And then those two guys. And then mm. I think it goes down to Rose and Dembele on 10. Stembele got that many. Yeah. I wouldn't think he's got ten. I uh, on Kane. I saw another stat actually that he hasn't scored more. Premier oh, Lamella. League. Sorry, Lamella's Lamella. got twenty odd. Kane's got more Premier League goals now than Drogba, and he's played yeah. fifty four games yeah. fewer. Now that is a that's a stat. Oh, yeah. that's how good he is. I'm taking over your job, aren't I? That's these okay, mate. That's okay. Sorry, mate. Sharing the love. Um, we've got some news that we want to share about Holiday Dan as well. Fantastic do you want to do the honours? Um, Dan's uh, lady wife Sally. Gave birth to a baby girl um, in, I can't think what the time would have been with yeah. being Australian, but um, a little baby girl, Dorothy. So congratulations Many congratulations, to, uh, Dan. you guys, and uh, I wish you all the pleasure in the world, which you have now come to you. Some fantastic yeah. news up to, to in the pod. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, mate, that's all. Fantastic. Well, hopefully we go to West Brom and get the job done this week, but remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs.
Lineker playing fair. Modric here, there, everywhere. Pat Jennings, luscious hair. Super Vertonghen. Kavlyuchenko, number nine. Naeem from the halfway line. Villa's running 81. Under Twin Towers. Daniel Levy's transfer steals. Harry Redknapp steals on wheels. Legend Steve Perryman, MBE. Hugo Loris, clean sheet. Ball and Stefan Dalmatsky. I'm playing out white and blue. Nicola Bertie. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick. His football did the trick. He showed the world what Spurs could do. The League and Cup we won in 1961. Aaron Lennon's lime green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the league cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave Scrockney raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Mabizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo! Lily White's from White Hot Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into Equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco These linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent hit it wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Red Dogs Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European Glory Knights Terry Dyson go on my son Tim Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White How dare I forget Two dare is to do Clive Allen Paul Allen Joe Allen Les Allen Rory Allen Russell Allen Alan Gilsey Lily White from White on Lane Kazuyuki bet his free kick over We treat Judas with disdain his transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page to go. Gus Poirier, freaky curl. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Coccinola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick 
Eric Tors, the looking spell. Espen Barson, Leia Larson, Smith and Shivers, Brown to score. Give me more and more and more. Our heroes in white and blue. We like a weird style, we've done it for a while. It's better to rain playing high. Then our football story will echo with glory. Lily White and White are made. If the budget allows, the anchor will be ours. Thanks, Dave Hanson, 44. If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick. He showed the world what's for to do. The Leading Cup we won in 1961. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim, fade high Then our football story will echo with glory